You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning into the Morphology Podcast, aka Murph here to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week we will get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? Well, on the podcast this week is Jason from Gravel Worlds. Gravel Worlds, located in Lincoln, Nebraska, started back in 2010 and has grown tremendously over the years. And throughout that growth, they have always kept the true grassroots spirit alive, which basically means when you're out on the course, it's just you and your bike and no outside support. So whether you're going for victory or you like to pedal at a party pace, Gravel Worlds has something for everyone. They are running a promotion to get 1,000 women to register, and thanks to HMS Logistics, Gravel Worlds, and an anonymous female donor, $15 per woman of the 1,000 women of Gravel Worlds will be donated to the Nebraska GRIT, which is Girls Riding Together program. Registration opens November 6, 2021. So here is my interview with Jason. All right. Well, on the show today, we have Jason from Gravel Worlds. Hey, Jason. How's it going? Really good. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast um, because I have started dabbling in the world of gravel and I saw an amazing post uh, on social media that was specific to women in gravel. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to reach out to this guy. And here you are. Here I am. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for reaching out. I'm glad the word got out and, um, you know, more and women are, are seeing what we're trying to do with Gravel Worlds. And yeah, uh, you're going to help spread that word even more. So thanks for thanks for reaching out. Well, um, as far I'm sure a lot of people who <laughs> anybody who does any sort of gravel and in the Midwest um, has probably heard of Gravel Worlds. But I wrote down that it's a grassroots gravel event for all athletic abilities. And I can guarantee you, I've seen like influencers that I follow on social media that have been to gravel worlds. And then also people like me who, you know, I'm not going to win. I just am going out there to have some fun. So I can attest that it's truly all abilities. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's good that you you've seen that. And that's something we really strive for, especially as our event has gotten bigger um, to really keep that, uh, we call it gravel family. We say it all the time, mm -hmm. uh, to keep that gravel family alive mm -hmm. where, um, it, it's super common for our event to once, once the, you know, the pros come in and the winners come in, like they're hanging out and cheering people on as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and hanging out all night and, um, we're all there to celebrate your, um, from pro to Joe is what we say. So, um, <laughs> awesome. wh whether, uh, yeah, you're coming in first or last, we're like, we're going to be there to celebrate you. Um, and, and I, I said it at the beginning of this year's race was, you know, there's, there's only two people that win one male, one female, but there's, you know, 2000 other of you. So yeah. who, who's really more important in the end. So, um, it, it takes all of us to, to come together as a community and, I'm glad it's uh, coming across that we, we truly do celebrate all, all people. Yeah, yeah. Well, with that said, let's tell the listeners a little bit about what Gravel Worlds is. Um, yeah. Do you want to kind of get into it? Maybe like, you know, when is it? Uh, what is it? Where is it? All the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're, we're in Lincoln, Nebraska. So right in the middle of the country. 
Uh, and uh, our event for 2022 is going to be August 19th and 20th uh, of 2022. So we have uh, new for next year. We're going to have a run as well. So Ooh. I guess uh, some people like running. I don't. I don't know. Understand that. But we're going to add it. <laughs> so we're going to have a a 50k ultra marathon on gravel uh, on Friday the 19th, uh, and then on uh, also Friday night we, is when our our 300 mile race. So the long voyage 300 mm. starts on Friday night at five. They ride all through the night, and they have to finish by 11 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, and then our uh, main events start on Saturday, August 20th. So we have our 150. Uh, that's our main event. Starts early in the morning. Uh, and then we have our 75 mile and our 50K. So we, we really have an option for everyone mm-hmm. uh, now, no matter what the ability is. Uh, that 50K is awesome for, for people that are just getting into gravel. Um, bike racing can be incredibly intimidating. Mm-hmm. So having uh, that our 50K event, it's it's non-competitive. There's no winner to that 50K. Uh, so it's just come, have a good time. If you want to go at party pace and stop at the bar in the small town on your way, you can do that. Uh, you can, I guess you can do that on, on any of our courses if you want to. But uh, so whether you're doing a, you know, easy party pace or you're going for the victory on a 300 mile race, you, we have the options for you. So yeah, those are kind of our options. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned grassroots style. Uh, a lot of people have different meanings of what that is to us that the biggest thing for that is it's, uh, it means it's self-supported. So, um, w- uh, that's kind of what gravel was when it, when, it, when we first started, it wasn't. Uh, we love that gravel's getting bigger, but really all gravel racing was, was, you know, a bunch of friends getting together mm-hmm. and you, you met at the start line, you put a crazy course together and you met at the end for, for beers to have a good time and tell each other your stories mm-hmm. of your, your crazy day. So that's what we describe uh, grassroots as. Uh, so it is self-supported. So your navigation is self-supported. The courses aren't mapped or you know, marked along the way. So the 150 mile journey, uh, you need to be responsible whether you're using cue cards or you're uploading it to your Garmin. Uh, and also self-supported means uh, there's no team vehicles. There's no, you can't have family members at the checkpoint with, with and no drop bags out on course, things like that. So uh, if there's something specific that you need, you have to bring it with you at the start. So mm-hmm. we do provide water. Uh, we have several great nutrition sponsors that, that will have nutrition options at our checkpoints. Uh, and also one thing that's kind of unique with our event is we, we still go through those small towns and we have uh, at one, one of our small towns, we have a boy scout troop that they, you know, have snacks and stuff oh, nice. that you bring yeah. cash and you, they, they literally pay for their summer trip every year because of gravel worlds. Um, and then another, one of the small towns we go through the, the baseball and softball teams, the kids teams are there and they help raise money to build a new ball field. So um gravel worlds has literally built a ball field in in one of the small towns that we go through because mm-hmm. of because of our riders so mm-hmm. um so we we do have options and then in those small towns too we also have like gas stations and things you can stop at so it's not like you have if you're doing 150 miles you have to bring 150 miles worth of water when right. it's almost 100 degrees that's not that's not what we're saying uh we also have what we call pirate angels out on course that that will set up where you know they might have boxes of twinkies or something that they're going to give out uh may, maybe a beer or two but we th- those are not sponsored by us but if you want to grab a beer by the beer the pirate angels you totally can do that too so 
Um, but yeah, so I thought it was funny. I read on your website that you know when you 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 described what self supported meant, and on the website it says you know so if you're you know your your family's going to come out and give you support, they have to be willing to support every single yep. rider out there. And so I was like envisioning you know someone's mom making a scatcheroos or something and having 3000 of them ready yep, for we, every I mean, athlete. That, you'd be surprised how many people do that. Like, uh, uh, one of our photographers that sets up out on course, he has, uh, those oatmeal pies. I think that's what oh, he's yeah. famous for. So like he's out there taking pictures and then his kids are behind him that they're handing out oatmeal pies after they get a picture <laughs> taken awesome. of them. So yeah, if, if we welcome people to, to go out there and cheer people on, we, we, also encourage people to uh, go out and if they want to cheer on their family members uh one thing that's kind of unique about our event is we have one central location for our checkpoint for all of our riders so every single race goes through the same location uh and that's just packed with volunteers so we we really encourage people uh you know if you want to go out and cheer on your your husband or your your wife or you know friends go volunteer at that checkpoint. You know, we have music out there going. It's it's a blast being out there as a volunteer or a rider. Uh, so if you want to really cheer on and then you get to help all 3000 riders mm-hmm. while you're out there. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a really fun time uh, to get out there and volunteer. Uh, and then we, with every volunteer, we also donate money uh, to our Lincoln Park. So you're, you're helping in lots of different ways if you, awesome. if you do that. So. Yeah. And I, I live in Iowa, so I'm going to assume that the, you know, the gravel roads are really similar where you're going to have a lot of, uh, farms and open fields and just a lot of silence, which is mm-hmm. part of the, you know, what people really enjoy about gravel is that they're not as worried about traffic or just things that are happening on busy roads but then to like come up over a hill and to see a volunteer station or a checkpoint or just somebody cheering you on there's just like nothing better yeah absolutely i mean yeah it's very similar i grew up in iowa actually on the western side of the state so okay uh but uh you know it's very similar so so like iowa you know our gravel's pretty much on a grid program where it's you know a one mile grid you know you go one mile north one mile west one Mm -hmm. mile south you know you can make a perfect square um so very similar to like that um and yeah it's it's very similar just just quiet our our main event uh our 150 actually starts in the dark uh, to try to kind of avoid the august heat as much as we can Mm -hmm. so we start at 6 a.m so there's about 45 minutes and a lot of times we we most years we have a beautiful sunrise that you get to experience with you know 3,000 of your closest friends uh, so that's, that's something that's pretty cool as nice. well, that you just get a ride in, in the silence. Yeah. And then the other thing about, um, for me at least, you know, Midwest gravel, um, is how tasty everything at a gas station is when you're in the <laughs> middle of a ride. Like, you know, I, like today you would not see me going in and like, you know, grabbing some sort of fried something out of a gas station. But man, when you're, you've been on gravel all day. You like look at that chocolate milk or see something, you know, a, a donut, oh, yeah. a stale donut from two days ago. You're like, that is the best donut ever. Oh, yeah. The, the, there's there's something about a Casey's pizza, a yes. slice of Casey's pizza that hits, hits really good at mile 60 when you have, you know, 40, 50 to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about like what gravel is, you know? Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, 
sometimes gravel can mean dirt. Sometimes it's, you know, chunky. Sometimes like gravel's different in every state. Yeah. So tell us about gravel in gravel worlds. Yeah. So our, our gravel is um, most of our gravel roads are going to be limestone based gravel. So, and, and generally it's actually pretty hard packed. So if it's mm. dry, it rolls, if you're riding, you know, in the, the pat, the car lanes, um, it's, it's almost like concrete. It'll roll really fast mm-hmm. where you can get good speed, uh, up and downhill, um, newer roads. If it's like a newer road that they just replaced, it can get, you know, pretty thick, you know, marble or, um, you know, golf ball size limestone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably the most, the places where you're most likely to get a flat. I I've ridden thousands of miles around here. And I mean, the only thing I really get flats from is like trash. We get a piece of metal or something. Sure, but, yeah. Um, the other thing that since we're kind of right on the edge of where the sand hills start in Nebraska, we do have some roads that are really sandy based, almost like uh, playground pea gravel mm. uh, where, you know, it can get pretty thick, like three or four inches deep in places. Um, so, I mean, it's almost like a cyclocross sand pit in, in some areas. So you, you get a good variety. And then we also have dirt roads. Like uh, we call them MMRs. I think in Iowa, they're B roads. Yep. Uh, MMR is minimum maintenance road is what we call them. Mm-hmm. So our, our MMRs, if they're wet, are incredibly sticky, like impossible to ride. Um, you might get two rotations of the tire before, you know, it, it's completely unrideable but if it's dry it's super packed it's really fast rolling so uh and but and also if it once it stops raining it dries out really fast here Mm -hmm. so that's another thing too so i mean this year it rained uh the night of gravel worlds going into gravel worlds and i mean our dirt roads were perfectly fine it had been dry for the two three weeks before so it, it even though we got a lot of rain that night uh, those, it's a different story for the 300 milers who were riding in that yeah. rain. Uh, they, they, they were riding, uh, in the storm throughout the night, which was, uh, crazy that they, how well they did considering there was quite a bit of hike a bike area for them, but everybody else, it was pretty solid where they had, um, a good time the next day. Cause it, it dries out really fast once mm-hmm. it stops raining. A quick interruption to tell you this week's podcast is sponsored by Lizard Lips Lip Balm. These great lip balms contain natural ingredients, come in a variety of flavors, and you can choose certified organic or balms with sun protection. Check it out at lizardlips.net. Now back to the show. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about the push you are doing right now uh, to get a thousand women to participate in Gravel Worlds? Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, so we... uh, we are doing our thousand women of gravel worlds initiative uh so there's kind of several parts to that so one one thing we really heard from from women is they felt like those mass uh registrations is when they kind of get left behind where um there's just naturally uh in in our industry right now there's more men that are there to sign up so it sells out really quick and not as many women get in so uh we are going to be opening up uh a thousand women positions the week before general registration opens so Mm -hmm. that women have first first come first serve that they can get in uh, and we're going to hit try to get that those thousand women positions filled up right away on november 6th at 8 a.m central so uh, that's one aspect so we want to make sure that if if women want to come they have an opportunity to Mm -hmm. come 
Uh, and uh, whether that's from the, our 50K all the way up to the 300 and, or our double, even if they're doing the, the run and the, the bike. So we have several people that are going to oh, be doing, doing the double both? as well. Yeah. So well, they're going to basically do a two-day ultra biathlon. Wow. Is what it would, yeah. So extra, extra crazy, which is extra awesome yeah. in our book. So, so, uh, so if women are listening to this podcast before November 6th, they need to put it on their calendar that they can go online November 6th and get registered. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So November 6th, 8 a.m. Central is when our uh, thousand women's positions are, will open. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll also, uh, all the positions for the Long Voyage 300 will open that day. We want to make sure that people that want to do the longer one will be in before our max capacity hits. Uh, the run and the double also open on that November 6th. Mm. All of our other races, so the 150, 75, and 50K, and all the remaining positions of, uh, if we sell out those 1,000 positions, will open on November 13th, the following week. Okay, got it. Well, while we're on the topic of gravel and gravel worlds, um, do you want to give us a little bit of history? Like, how long has it existed, and how Pirate Cycling League is involved? Yeah. Okay. So uh, we should probably start with Pirate Cycling League first because okay. that was that was that was around first. So uh, Pirate Cycling League is a team or club, uh, however you want to uh, describe it. Uh, we kind of describe ourselves as the team for the teamless or the club for the clubless. Mm. Uh, it, there's no there's no entry fees. There's no official meetings. There's no uh, you know any hoops to jump through. You just you you don't even have to buy the kit. But if you buy the kit, you're considered a pirate. Uh, anybody can be a pirate. Uh, our only rule, our number one rule, is don't be lame. Uh, so if you if you live by that, it's uh, you're you're good to be a pirate in our book. So ultimately, we just want to be a, a bunch of good people uh, that are that are out riding and, and encouraging bikes. Uh, we just had one of our one of our pirate friends was up in Montana and they were on a bike ride and they saw a guy wearing a pirate cycling league hat and they're like hey how's it going pirates like so it's a it's a national or global community uh that that you know it's accepting of all people uh so yeah if you if and we we understand there's a lot of people that uh on the club side of things it can be intimidating and unwelcoming where um, you know, we, we kind of wanted to break that stigma. So if it's, mm -hmm. if you want to, if you want to fly the, fly the pirate flag, you can totally do that. Um, that was founded in 2008 was when we founded pirate cycling league. Uh, and then gravel worlds was kind of separate at the beginning, kind of together. And they've really morphed together where they're basically the same. Uh, we're all, uh, in there, in it together. So gravel worlds started in 2010 mm. uh it was kind of at the time when you know cyclocross worlds and mountain bike worlds and road worlds were all like really getting big and and we were our founder Corey godfrey was like well let's make a gravel world it's kind of almost like in a tug and tongue-in-cheek uh kind of way it was like well we're going to be the gravel worlds and we're going to keep what gravel really is we're going to mm -hmm. keep the spirit of gravel alive and it's going to stay right here in the midwest where gravel was formed so uh, that's kind of how we got our name. That's how we started. Our our first year was, you know, just 100 people, just 100 friends, mostly right here in Nebraska and Kansas. Uh, and it's it's grown every year ever since. So it's it's been an awesome adventure. Uh, we've had we have such a great cycling community here mm -hmm. in Lincoln that have been so supportive of our event that um, to say it wouldn't be possible without them is an understatement. So. It's been it's been a fun adventure. So um, 
I think this is our 13th year. This is going to be our 13th year, 12th event since we didn't have one. We had a virtual in 2020, right. but um, it'll be our 13th year. And uh, we're super, super excited to uh, to keep this, this train rolling, this gravel train going. Yeah. And I think it's great with that many years under your belt that you still have that feeling of grassroots. Like you're still maintaining your back to your core. Yeah. And it, it, it is, it's, it's an active decision that we try to make, uh, in every decision that we make. So, Mm -hmm. um, as, as our events gotten bigger, there's more bells and whistles. There's more things that make the event bigger and more exciting, but at the core, we want to keep that community at, at its focus. So, uh, we really hope that that comes through, uh, mm-hmm. this, this year, this last year was our biggest one ever. Uh, and I, we feel that we've, we've kind of proved to ourselves that we can grow our event and still keep, uh, keep that spirit of gravel alive and, and bring more people in, uh, and, and, be a voice at the gravel table, you know, and um, amongst the big races where we can say, you know, we're, we're fighting for the little guy just as much as, as the pros. So um, we're, yeah. That's awesome. And if you think back over the last, you know, 12 slash 13 years, um, any good stories that you're like, oh man, every time I think of gravel world, this story comes in my head. A quick interruption to give a shout out to Primal Wear. Cycling is their passion and apparel is their craft. So if you're in the market for a New Jersey, bibs, mask, or any cycling apparel, go to primalwear.com and use code PRIMALMURF to get 20% off your purchase. Yes, 20% off. Now back to the show. Oh, man. There's probably a lot of them. I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> there's so many. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, one one of the really... Uh, cool ones and we actually just posted it they put a highlight video today uh, out on our uh, our youtube and facebook page was uh, uh one of our athletes called josh his name's josh uh he rides for a nonprofit called adventure for all uh and it's a it's a nonprofit that helps athletes with physical and mental disabilities mm. get into sport so um they're they're big uh, their big thing is, you know, young, young kids, as they go through high school, they have a lot of support, but then once they graduate from high school, there's not a lot of support for them. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times people find a lot of confidence through sport. So they, uh, in addition to teaching them, you know, life skills, they're, they're helping them find confidence through, through sports. And we, we got connected with them, uh, last year and we brought Josh and he was the, uh, first athlete with, with severe autism that, that came, and he finished our 50k race and it was just i mean it's just i i watched that i've probably watched that video like six times and i I still cry every single time because it's um just to see what he personally accomplished Mm -hmm. and to call him a friend and call his family friends now um and and through him just through him doing that uh there were a couple of his friends back in florida that where we're inspired to learn to ride a bike. They were never able to find the confidence to ride a bike. Um, and so he he taught them how to ride a bike and gave them confidence to, to do that. And they're going to be coming to Gravel Worlds 2022. Oh, man, so, that's great. So, yeah, it's stories like that. Um, I mean, there's been so many times, like, at the finish line, I've had uh, this last year, I had a woman came up and gave me a hug. And she was crying when she finished. And I was like, is everything okay? Are you okay? And she's like, yeah, gravel world's changed my life. And I was like, what, what, what are you talking about? And she said, 
I signed up for your race as a motivator to lose lose weight, and I lost over a hundred pounds Whoa. to because of Gravel Worlds. And so she's like, I don't have. She told me she didn't wasn't on heart medication anymore. She wasn't didn't have high blood pressure. Like she said, like Gravel Worlds helped change her life. And I it, it's stories like that that mm-hmm. are ultimately what what I remember. Um, it's uh, it's awesome the pros winning, but. It's stories like that of of people who whose lives have been changed because of, of something we're trying to do. It's it's very humbling and and definitely motivating to keep keep this thing going forward. God, that's great. And um, you know, my experience, I've only been in a couple of actual you know organized. I guess you'd call them races. For me, they were rides. But like as far as obstacles, when I'm on the course, you know, my biggest fear is getting lost. And like you said, you know, gravel is kind of a grid. So if I like take a wrong turn or you know miss uh, something, before you know it, I could be you know thirty miles the opposite way. So. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for me, it's like getting lost and, you know, being scared of wherever I am. But what are some common obstacles that athletes face when they're out there? Yeah, I mean, uh, the navigation is one. The good thing with as an event gets larger, there's more people around you that yeah. can kind of you can follow if, if something gets off, which is which is nice uh, for our event. It can be naturally more intimidating with more people riding around you, though. Uh, but overall, everybody's really supportive. Um, I would say the most common uh, obstacle, uh, you know, outside of your in- own internal things that you're trying to overcome would be would be the heat mm-hmm. uh, at Gravel World. So, I mean, you're you're very familiar with Midwest August that can be incredibly hot mm-hmm. and humid. Mm-hmm. Um, so heat is often this last year was perfect, though. So it can't, we can't have perfect years. I think it was like a high of like 83, oh, wow. which is is amazing with no wind, which also doesn't happen. So I'd say the wind and the heat are one. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's wet, we can have some mud. Uh, we, we don't have a lot of mud roads, so there wouldn't be a ton of hike a bike type areas, but there, there could be, you know, a few miles of that where you'd have to, you know, carry your bike if it was, if it was really wet. Um, as far as like mechanicals and flats, we don't really have a lot of things that would that would cause that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I've I've ridden thousands of miles around here and never gotten a flat because of the gravel itself. I've you know hit hit some metal or hit uh, a railroad crossing wrong or something like that that caused a flat. But I mean, it's maybe once a year, if that, that I, that I get a flat knock on wood, but so it's not like other, I know like, uh, unbound down in Kansas, like flats are probably the number one thing that people have to overcome. Mm. Uh, but we really don't have too many flat issues, which is good, uh, for us. But. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when you look at gravel riding, you know, I think we mentioned this at the beginning, but you know, I think it's gained popularity because, uh, less traffic, you know, less hubbub as far as stuff happening around you. But what do you think gravel riding, like, how has it gained popularity over the years? Uh, I think the, I mean, here in the Midwest, at least for sure is, I I think the community aspect is, is massive. Mm -hmm. So, and just the, the support of all kinds of riders, no matter if you're, first or last i know a lot of other genres can be really intimidating and unwelcoming and in my own progression of cycling you know it started out on road uh and i rode road for a couple years and just never felt um connected or at home and i'm not saying that that's always the case 
but for me, it, I went to my first gravel race and I just, I had a, uh, a fat bike on my first gravel race. Cause that's, I bought a fat bike to ride in the winters around here. Uh, so I did a gravel race on that fat bike and I, I'm literally friends with people that I met at that first gravel oh, race, cool. yeah. uh, you know, seven years ago. So, uh, I, I, to me, it's the community around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that, that gravel family, uh, where, you know, just everybody's welcome. Uh, you, it doesn't matter what your abilities are, what color you are, what gender you are, like you're, you're accepted and we're, we're there to genuinely cheer you on and help you out. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's, uh, that to me, that's what it is. Yeah. I love that too. Um, so how about a little bit about you? Like, uh, you know, obviously I'm assuming that you live near where yeah. gravel worlds yeah. takes place, but how about where you live, what you ride? And uh, you kind of gave us a few hints about your cycling background. Yeah, I uh, so I live here in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, I've worked with Gravel Worlds. I've uh, been a part of the team since early 2019, and, and really been uh, with us in in our big growth here to to help expand our our race. Um, so yeah, I've, I've I work with Gravel Worlds full time. That's my full time job. Uh, I ride uh, almost predominantly gravel. So I ride uh, any chance I can get, as long as it's not you know, completely soaked and caked with mud. I'll go out and ride gravel. Uh, I ride a Niner steel frame mm. with a Lao fork. That's what I ride now. So it's a really squishy, nice, comfortable combo on there. Uh, and yeah, my cycling background, I started in kind of like everybody, you know, I rode uh, when I was a kid, lo- loved riding bikes. When I went to college, uh, one of my friends had an extra bike invited me on a bike ride and i think our first ride we did 20 miles or something and i thought i was going to die uh and then you know we that by the end of that year we were doing you know 40 mile rides 45 mile rides uh and i was just using his borrowed bike so i think my first road bike i bought was off bikesdirect.com that really cheap bike (laughs) online place is really cheap bike um and i put a couple thousand few thousand miles on that bike before getting a nice road bike and then naturally progressed into gravel yeah. uh, and have, I've been riding almost strictly gravel for the last five, six years, probably. Wow. That's awesome. Do you still have the fat bike that you mentioned earlier? I do still have yeah. the fat bike. It's my, it's my winter go-to. So it is, I'll still ride it on gravel uh, from here and there, but it's also good to take on like the trails and stuff. Right. Uh, and I, I love riding it in the winter when we get some snow, taking it to, to some of the bike parks here in, in Lincoln. So oh yeah, I, I love riding it around in the winter. Yes, I love mine too. And, and people who don't live in the Midwest, you know, sometimes they, people will think of fat bikes for riding on sand or on beaches. And, you know, they're blown away when I'm like, I can't wait till it starts snowing because the fat bike comes <laughs> out and I can bounce over about anything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, we had a little trouble when we got like the 30 inch snowstorm last winter. That was a little that was a little <laughs> difficult to get around, but, uh, but we tried to make it work. So. <laughs> well, I think uh, we both know the future of gravel popularity based on the numbers that you spoke of, you know, as far as who, how many people come to gravel worlds, but do you feel like the future of gravel is going to continue to be popular? Oh yeah. I think, I think, uh, you know, gravel is a uniquely American sport. I I know it's, 
expanding globally, but especially here in the Midwest, it's what we have. So I don't think it's going, it's going anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, 15 years ago when our friends were riding on gravel roads, it wasn't called gravel biking. You know, it was just, they were out biking because that's the roads that we have. So uh, I, I don't foresee it going anywhere, especially here in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be, it, it's exciting to see other race genres that are coming up in, in gravel. You know, there's more elite races and there's more laid back races and, and it's, it's good to have a good uh, variety uh, of, of gravel. Uh, and so I don't, I don't foresee it going anywhere. Uh, especially with the global the global recognition that it's it's really starting to get, which is which is exciting to have that support um, in in the community. So yeah, and it's funny to think uh, I don't know about you, but you know, growing up in Iowa, when I was whatever ten years old, that's like all I did was ride gravel, you know, and mm-hmm. the gravel bikes didn't exist. So it's just funny to think back that you know I learned some of those skills, uh, then completely you know forgot about all of them and you know I had my road bike in high school and you know yada 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 and then you come back to it and you're like oh okay now I remember why I loved doing this as a kid (laughs) yeah yeah my my first memories of riding a bike were with my grandpa on on gravel roads Mm -hmm. and I think I I think we had a flat bar specialized rock hopper mountain bike was oh, our nice. was the bike that that I had. So uh, that I mean, just a classic bike now that uh, is like a classic in the in the mountain bike industry. So that was like my first bike that I rode on gravel. So I think he still has that like hanging up in his attic. So maybe I hope to get my hands on that and rebuild it up and oh, maybe put some some new bearings in it. And that'll be that'll be my uh, vintage, vintage, uh, a gravel bike. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, uh, get it all cleaned up and hang it on the wall as a, a museum oh, yeah. art piece. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, if people want to, you know, we've talked about gravel worlds now for probably half an hour, if they want to know more, um, well, obviously they need to get it on their calendar, November 6th and November 13th of 2021. But where can they go to find out more information and get, you know, stoked by looking at photographs from years past? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, gravel-worlds.com is our website. So gravel-worlds.com. Uh, go there. We have, uh, you know, a history page of every single year. So you can find, you know, uh, highlight videos and pictures of all the previous years. I think we also have all of our courses listed on there too. So if you're uh, there's a lot of people that just come as they're driving across the country, oops, as they're driving across the country, they're uh, seeing uh, places to stop and ride some gravel. So we have all of our old courses on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they want to go drive those. And we're, I mean, we're, we're really active on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we have a TikTok now too. If hey. you want to follow us on TikTok. <laughs> so just uh, some fun videos of us out riding. So uh, or if you have any questions, just send us a message on Instagram and Facebook. We'll be happy to answer answer them on there. Awesome. So gravel-worlds.com is the website. Awesome. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Jason. And we should point out, too, on the website is all of your sponsors, which is nice to see Absolutely. Uh, some of the, you know, the great companies that are involved in supporting Gravel as well. Absolutely. And, and I think one thing we forgot to say with those 1,000 Women of Gravel uh, and you mentioned our sponsor. We really need to throw out HMH Logistics. Mm. They they are um, with those thousand women. Gravel Worlds will be donating five dollars per rider, and HMH Logistics will be donating five dollars per rider. So up to ten thousand dollars 
uh, will be donated to our local NICA chapter, uh, specifically their GRIT program, Girls Riding Together. Uh, so with those 1,000 women, not only are we opening the door for, for women to get into gravel worlds, we're helping foster uh, the next generation of female cyclists. So um, that that HMH logistics has been huge uh, of making that 1,000 women of gravel worlds possible. So thank you specifically to them with, yeah. with this initiative. So Excellent. Well, Jason, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I am yeah. looking forward to uh, experiencing gravel worlds next year. Absolutely. Can't wait to have you. Well, listeners, that's it for this week. Thanks, Jason, for coming on to talk about Gravel Worlds, where their mission is to create a fun, kick-ass gravel event for all levels of athletes to enjoy. You're not going to catch me running the 50K on gravel, but you will see me next August to do some riding on gravel. Remember, you can register starting November 6th. Find out more info on their website, which is gravel-worlds.com. Email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com if you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting. Support my podcast at patreon.com slash morphology. Visit my Instagram page for daily entertainment and check out my website for all kinds of bicycle stuff. And a quick shout out to Simmons Electric for sponsoring this episode. I'll leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of morphology. This quote comes from Francis E. Willard. That which made me succeed with the bicycle has precisely what had gained me a measure of success in life. It was the hardihood of spirit that led me to begin, the persistence of will that held me to my task, and the patience that was willing to begin again when the last stroke had failed. She who succeeds in gaining the mastery of the bicycle will gain the mastery of life. Think about it. (laughs) 